The top 10 most egregious examples of fake news. Mr. Reagan. So the other day, Project Veritas exposed a fake news segment that played on the so-called morning news show CBS This Morning. And this got me thinking. Conservatives tend to call CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, The New York Times, Huffington Post, Politico, BuzzFeed. We tend to call all of these news media outlets fake news news. And from time to time, stories like this come out. But the truth is, I don't think most people are really aware of the extent of the problem. Nobody ever sees these stories all compiled together to really get an appropriate idea of how fake the fake news media is. So I decided to compile the top 10 most egregious fake news moments from the past few years. And by top 10, I of course mean top 15. Number 15, CBS virus testing line. So, like I said, Project Veritas just exposed a fake news media segment on CBS this morning. While covering a coronavirus testing facility, the CBS News crew organized employees of the hospital, and I imagine CBS News employees, to line cars up in an effort to make it look like the testing facility had a long line, and they were overwhelmed with people trying to get tests. Let's have a look. The people in the line were, were not people being tested, but they were employees pretending to be patients? Correct, yep. Why would they do that? They want to make the line appear bigger than it is just, just for their reporting purposes to show that, you know, this is a big deal, um, that people are getting tested in massive numbers. So we do have enough testing kits, but we're really short um, on gowns. We're also short on N95 masks. We cannot expand further without any additional personal protective equipment. They also can't expand testing because of recent staffing cuts. But the governor says testing above all else will help determine when to fully reopen. So is, is this the, the fake line? Yes, yep, that's it. So, so the people on the cars are, are not... Patients? Majority of them. I do know um, from talking with the testers that that one one of them, one or two of them, uh, were real patients, which added to their frustration because this line sat there for a while, uh, so they could organize the shot. So they were they were they were st- almost staging a a fake fake news event. Is that what you're telling me? Correct. Yes. You are fake news. It's so important to keep your body healthy and youthful all the time these days. Collagen may be the closest thing we'll ever get to a real fountain of youth, while also forming a wall of defense between your immune system and the rest of your body. 75 to 90% of your skin, bones, joints, and tendons are made of this age-defying nutrient. The older you are, in fact, the more likely it is that you've heard of this, and for good reason. Many health experts now agree that consuming collagen is crucial to renew and revitalize how you look and feel. After all, collagen is the most abundant protein in your body, and it's essentially the glue that holds you together. In fact, after age 20, people produce about 12% less collagen in their skin each decade. By the time you're middle-aged, you could be producing less than half the collagen you did in your youth. Even worse, various lifestyle factors you may have been exposed to, like poor diet, smoking, pollution, stress, and excess sun exposure, can deplete your collagen levels even faster. In short, this year-by-year escalating loss of collagen is a key reason people look old as they get older, and it explains why that over time, skin sags and wrinkles, hair gets thinner, nails lose their strength, joints become stiff, recovery from activity and exercise slows, digestion-related complaints seem to come out of nowhere, and in general, our bodies seem to turn on us. So visit my page at healthwithreagan.com and secure your supply of the best collagen 
on the market that I trust. Link in the description. Look, BioTrust Collagen will make your skin look healthy and supple, and it gives you that youthful look. It makes your hair healthy and young-looking. It supports joint flexibility, strengthens nails, teeth, and gums, promotes strong, healthy muscles, tendons, and ligaments, promotes stronger bone, supports digestive health. I actually take this myself every morning in my coffee. So yeah, I definitely do support this product. Again, go to healthwithreagan.com and please do get this product. Number 14, Michael Flynn instructed by Trump to collude with Russia. He's prepared to testify, we are told by a confidant, against President Trump, against members of the Trump family, and others in the White House. He is prepared to testify that President Trump, as a candidate, Donald Trump, ordered him, directed him to make contact with the Russians, which contradicts all that Donald Trump has said at this point. According to a Flynn confidant, he's willing to say it was Trump himself, as president-elect, who directed him to reach out to Russian leaders about fighting ISIS. Flynn is yet another Team Trump member found to have undisclosed interactions with Russian officials, along with Attorney General Jeff Sessions, Jared Kushner, Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, and Donald Trump Jr. Breaking news. Oh, my God. Oh, breaking news. ABC News Brian Ross is reporting Michael Flynn promised full cooperation to the Mueller team and is prepared to testify that as a candidate, Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. He goes to jail. He goes to jail. He goes to jail. Okay, so this was a story that was first reported by ABC's Brian Ross, and it immediately took over the news cycle. It was reported by every leftist news agency as if it were the biggest bombshell in the history of news media. There was just one little problem with the story. It was totally fake. You are fake news. And it proved to be fake almost immediately. It was just like a few hours. But because the news media had such a voracious appetite for anything that might make Trump look bad or maybe take him down, none of them had vetted the story and they'd all aggressively reported on it. This particular moment was humiliating for just about every news agency in America. And David, a clarification tonight on something one of Flynn's confidants told us and we reported earlier today. He said the president had asked Flynn to contact Russia during the campaign. He's now clarifying that, saying, according to Flynn, candidate Trump asked him during the campaign to find ways to repair relations with Russia and other hotspots. And then after the election, the president-elect asked him and told him to contact Russia on issues, including working together to fight ISIS. And it's not just ABC News. On Friday, CNN had to walk back its exclusive. It suggested the Trump team had advanced notice of the WikiLeaks emails. Turns out they got the date wrong. This is egregious. Uh, egregious doesn't begin to describe it. It's, it's hard to overstate what an awful mistake Brian Ross made in rushing on the air with a half-baked story based on a single unnamed source. It's like playing Russian roulette with your career. And in fact, he blew a hole in his credibility and he deserved to be suspended. This was one of those moments that lost the mainstream media a lot of respect amongst those who still respected them at the time. You are fake news. Number 13, believe her. The coverage of the Joe Biden sexual allegation by the mainstream media is best classified as sparse and slow. The mainstream media have dragged its feet. They waited 24 days to report anything at all since the story broke, and they've barely mentioned it since. Contrast that with the Kavanaugh story, which, as Ash Show reported on The Daily Wire the other day, CNN produced nearly 700 articles on Kavanaugh in a span of 19 days after the story broke. Kavanaugh was pretty much wall-to-wall coverage on every left-wing news media channel, which is pretty much every news media that exists. 
The mainstream media takes every sexual assault allegation against Trump, or in this case, a Trump Supreme Court nominee, or really any prominent conservative at all for that matter, they take it incredibly seriously. But hypocrisy and double standards aside, the left-wing media, they know these stories aren't true. But despite that, they give them a lot of attention anyway, because they know it will make Republicans look bad. To me, this is the most disgusting, nastiest, most corrupt thing that the mainstream media does, because it's just so disingenuous, it's so consistent, it's so deceptive, and it's so unbelievably destructive. You are fake news. Number 12, Defense of Antifa. Antifa is a terrible, violent, absurd organization made up of insane people with indefensible and nonsensical political positions. Explain to me the reasoning behind fighting. You have to make it so unpalatable to be doing white supremacist organizing that they no longer want to do that. And historically, that's what's worked. You have to put your body in the way and you have to make it speak in a language that they understand and sometimes that is violence. They kill people, they hurt people, they fight people. And we're the ones who are fighting back. They are the second coming of Hitler. Police in Berkeley told us they haven't seen this kind of destruction since the 1960s. Protesters swarmed the UC Berkeley campus Wednesday night, forcing officials at the school to cancel the appearance of a right-wing speaker and writer for Breitbart News. You're a snarky little idiot. Shut up. Try something. I'm not. I'm not going to punch you. I'm not like your husband. My husband died in 9-11. Good for him. NYPD were a bunch of sodomizers. Sodomizing immigrants with their bully sticks. Your husband probably... The After the violent attack on journalist Andy No, Antifa is no longer commonly defended by the mainstream media. But right up until that particular incident, Antifa was strongly defended by leftists in the mainstream media. And they were talking about Antifa or Antifa, however you want to pronounce it, calling them the alt-left. Well, that group protests fascism. So they were there protesting fascism. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Whether you want to talk about Antifa or Black Lives Matter or any of the groups that assembled that day to fight against neo-Nazis, you make a moral equivalent between those two actions, you're making a mistake. Chris, you and I have talked about this before. I yes. do not make any differentiation between neo-Nazis and Antifa. Just because they claim in their name that they are anti-fascist, their tactics are in fact totally fascist. One of they, they put on masks and helmets and they show up with clubs to damage property there and are to bad hurt people. Elements they are, they are thugs. The group. They are America's brown shirts and there is no difference between Antifa and those neo-Nazis. Both sides are thugs. Both sides are reprehensible. They you have will look at Black Lives matter i've been with those people in the streets you can talk about antifa i've watched them in the streets protesting in different situations okay there are certainly aspects of them that are true to a cause that is a good cause they want social justice they want whatever they want in that context antifa is one of those things that i don't want to say the right but somebody came up with as a as a catchphrase so that you could say you know oh there is violence on the other side but Oftentimes, I've found that sometimes the side that is fetching the loudest mm -hmm. has sort of orchestrated this so they can bitch about it. The people that we claim Black Lives Matter, the Antifa movement and so on, 
are interested in preserving the fabric of America. When you go to cancer treatment, the radiation is tough treatment, but it is meant to remove the cancer. CNN contributor Michael Eric Dyson likened Antifa to a cancer treatment that's trying to preserve the fabric of America. This bewilderingly insistent position of leftists in the mainstream media to defend Antifa was a truly disastrous decision, and I think it drove a lot of moderate leftists out of the Democrat Party. I made this point many times on my show that a major difference between the right and the left is that while the right wing of America rejects their radicals, or radicals that tend to be associated with them, the left embrace their radicals. White supremacists tend to be labeled as right wing, and the right wing always rejects them. Antifa, who has been far more violent than white supremacists in the past few years, by the way, is, is associated with the left, but the left embraces them. And that has been disastrous for them. And at this point, they should really all be embarrassed about these endorsements of Antifa. You are fake news. Number 11, MS-13 is just a bunch of good kids. <laughs> Ridiculous. When you think of the street gang MS-13, what do you see? Maybe something like this or this. But what if I told you the typical MS-13 gang member actually looks like one of these young men on Facebook? They like selfies and memes about the Joker. You know, a group of teenagers hanging out, smoking pot, listening to rock music. I've been reporting on Long Island. The MS-13 that I'm seeing on the ground there has almost nothing in common with the MS-13 as portrayed by the government. The MS-13 members that I've been following are working after-school jobs. They're living with their parents. They get around on bicycles because they can't afford cars. MS-13 is not invading the country. They're neither a new phenomenon nor growing in numbers. Okay, this Vox video is clearly insane. MS-13 is not made up of a bunch of suburban kids on bikes. It's made up of drug dealers, rapists, pimps, car thieves, and murderers. These people are the human form of pure evil, and yet Nancy Pelosi thinks that we must speak about them with the utmost respect. With the utmost respect. She's like a horse with peanut butter on the roof of her mouth. And so when the President of the United States says about undocumented immigrants, these aren't people. These are animals. You have to wonder, does he not believe in the spark of divinity, the dignity and worth of every person? These are not people. These are animals. The President of the United States. Every day that you think you've seen it all, along comes another manifestation of why their policies are so inhumane. You are fake news. Number 10, CNN staged protests. On June 3rd, 2017, Islamic terrorists ruthlessly attacked innocent pedestrians in London, England, killing eight and injuring 48. Ratched Redouin, Youssef Zagba, and Kuram Shazad Butt, B-U-T-T, that's his real name, those three men plowed a van into pedestrians on London Bridge, and then they ran into nearby Borough Market, and they started stabbing people. These men were Pakistani, Moroccan, and Libyan. But they all had one thing in common. They were Muslims, Islamic terrorists. We used to criticize Barack Obama for refusing to use the term Islamic terrorism. But in the UK, politicians and the media, they are far worse. In the UK, for years, the government ignored and covered up for Islamic men who were raping young white girls and conditioning them for a life of prostitution. 
We're not talking about a few, by the way. We're talking about thousands of white girls that Muslim men were raping and conditioning for a life of prostitution. The police and the UK government ignored this and covered it up because in the UK, there's just like an insane amount of pressure to appear to be politically correct. The authorities, they tend to treat Muslim immigrants in the UK with certain special dispensations. They didn't even want to investigate heinous crimes by Muslims. Muslims in the UK are to be viewed as angelic, perfect people from a beautiful culture. They are to be admired. Anybody at the time that claimed that Muslim men were raping young white girls, they were just dismissed as evil, racist, white English people. It was assumed that they were just making up lies in order to make Muslims look bad. For a very long time, this whole thing was regarded merely as a conspiracy theory dreamed up by evil white racists. The authorities didn't want to perpetuate racism against Muslims that they were convinced ran rampant through the UK. Furthermore, the authorities were afraid of being called racist themselves if they targeted Muslim immigrants in any way whatsoever. And so for these insane reasons, they were hands off. And thousands of white English girls were raped and conditioned for sexual exploitation by these so-called grooming gangs. I highly recommend you look that up if you're not familiar with it. It's truly horrifying, and it doesn't get nearly enough coverage in the media. So by this point, the media, just as hard left in the UK as they, they are here in the United States, the media had a lot of PR work to do. They were required by their insane ideology to make Muslims look like the religion of peace, no matter how ridiculous that was. So after this terrorist attack, a small group of peaceful Muslims gathered to protest Islamic terror, which I think is actually great, good for them. But the problem is that in London, there is well over a million Muslims. And how many peaceful Muslim protesters showed up to promote the peaceful nature of the religion of peace? About 10. So here's the thing. The CNN reporter before this broadcast, she was directing the protesters in front of the camera to make the protest look as crowded as possible. She didn't want people to think that there was just the paltry few that were actually there. Wonderful scene. Um, these are uh, Muslim mums. Um, there's a little fellow here. Uh, he's bought a little sign, and this is in commemoration. You can see his little sign to the heroes of London. Uh, there are flowers on the street here. Um, ladies with hashtag turn to love, hashtag ISIS equals enemies of Islam, hashtag ISIS will lose, hashtag turn to London and I think uh, a poignant scene and a scene we should sit on just for you viewers uh, to understand exactly how people feel here on the streets of London so close to what were such brutal attacks last night. 
Now, I'm going to assume that these few people were genuinely interested in condemning the attacks, and well done to them. But the sad thing about this is that there are over a million Muslims, and only 10 cared to show up to this protest against Islamic terrorism. And so, I mean, and I mean, this reporter, she was stuck basically showing that the Muslims in London, on the whole, didn't really care about what happened. They clearly were not interested in getting out and condemning it. The absence of protesters expressed the view of the city's Muslims very clearly. Now, there have been other protests in London that Muslims have gone to in the past, and there are hundreds, maybe thousands of Muslims that show up to these protests. So it's not like Muslims in London are opposed to protesting. They're just opposed to protesting terrorist attacks by other Muslims. But because so few Muslims showed up to this specific protest, the leftist media ideologues, well, they couldn't, they couldn't show that. They couldn't show that Muslims in London really just didn't care. And so they did their darn best to stage this paltry protest and make it look as full and crowded and as voluminous as possible. Unfortunately... This reporter was caught on camera trying to stage the protest in this way, and that made the situation even more sinister. Not only did so few Muslims show up to the protest that it made the indifference of Muslims in London very clear, but now the media was trying to cover that truth up with some clever staging. It's been said that this is just the theatrical nature of TV, that it looks better to have a crowded protest than to have a paltry one. Maybe. Maybe that was the innocent intent of the reporter. Aesthetics. But I don't think so. Changing the aesthetic completely distorts the reality. Either way, it's fake news. You are fake news. Number nine, CNN interviews its own cameraman. This segment speaks for itself. So you don't feel like this was a fair election because it looks like Donald Trump won fair and square. How did he win fair and square? Hillary had more votes. More human beings voted for Hillary. This isn't fair. We didn't get one vote. You didn't get a vote. It's just like back in the day when your vote was one third. Oh, the Electoral College, you're somebody who wants to blow that up. You want to get rid of Electoral College. Just count the votes. It's ridiculous. Hillary, you're a lawyer. Walk in, go to the Supreme Court. I believe in you, Hillary. I've been to Rwanda. I've been to your hospital in Rwanda. I've seen all the good you've done. Well, I you believe can... in you. Women need you. Minorities need you. I need you. Chicago needs you. We all need you. This country needs you to stand up and walk into the Supreme Court and say one vote equals one vote. What's wrong with that? What's the debate? You definitely feel his passion. There's other people out here who feel the same way. Don't At one play. point, you had people who were blocking his road. Chicago police moved in. Everything has remained peaceful. Like I said, Don, as you see, thousands of people still continue to gather. But like you heard this man, very passionate about the idea. He doesn't want Hillary to stop. Yeah. Ryan, you know I used to live there, and I know that guy. That's John Gerkovic. He actually went to Africa with me. Yeah as a cameraman. But anyway, that's another yep. story. He's, all right. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, Ryan. I want to get back to Jason. Jason, you have been covering the Trump team tonight. So this guy needed a passionate pro-Hillary anti-Trump protester. Couldn't find a good one. So he interviewed his own cameraman. <laughs> did you? Did I not show you this? Valeria is laughing. Now, it looks to me like Don Lemon didn't quite cop on to what was going on here. And he was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> And the reporter's like, crap, shut up, shut up, you're ruining my ruse, Don Lemon, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, check out the look on this guy's face. This is the look of a man who's just been caught. You are fake news. Number eight, CNN cuts woman's rant 
about attacking white people. Okay, so in August of 2016, a black police officer shot and killed a black thug by the name of Civil Smith. Civil Smith had pointed a semi-automatic gun at the officer. This was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, despite the fact that the officer was black, the black citizens of Milwaukee became convinced that this was a racist police shooting and did what Black Lives Matter protesters do best. They rioted. So after a bit of this, the sister of Civil Smith comes out and she's filmed shouting down a crowd of rioters, telling them that they shouldn't be rioting because they're destroying the neighborhood. Family and friends holding a vigil marked by prayers. Thy kingdom come. That will be done. With his sister calling for peace. Don't bring the violence here and the ignorance here. Milwaukee police say they made multiple arrests overnight. And that's great. That sounds all well and good. Except she didn't just say, stop rioting. You're ruining the neighborhood. You see, the CNN employees editing together the segment decided to cut out the next part of the girl's speech in which she encourages the rioters not to destroy their own neighborhood, but rather to destroy the white neighborhoods nearby. Burning down sh- ain't gonna help nothing. Y'all burning down sh- we need in our community. Take that sh- to the suburbs. Burn that sh- down. We need our sh-. Y'all wanna hurt somebody, take that sh- further out. Don't bring it here. Don't bring the violence here and the ignorance here. We need everything we fucking got. Everything. With his sister calling for peace. Don't bring the violence here and the ignorance here. You are fake news. Number seven, support of Hillary Clinton. Now, until the 2016 election of Donald Trump, CNN had tried with ever more failing degrees of success to uphold the pretense of objectivity. They pretended that they weren't leftist reporters and producers trying to help leftist politicians win elections. They were neutral, objective reporters who upheld the highest standards of journalistic integrity. Now, this has never really been believed by anyone, though for some time, it seemed like they were at least producing some kind of effort to be moderate, neutral, unbiased or at least to appear to be so. But by the time the 2016 election came along, this pretense had mostly faded away. But the absolute hatred that the media had for Donald Trump, the abhorrence they had for him, it became all too clear that they were shilling for Hillary Clinton. The pretense of objectivity was totally gone. Hilariously, though, CNN and even some of their most loyal viewers still maintain to this day that they are neutral arbiters of truth and they obey strict standards of objectivity. (laughs) However, despite this obviously absurd position, Chris Cuomo once revealed on air the truth. To your point, I mean, she does take quite a while longer. Mm. What happens to other folks who want a chance to run against her? Because she's doing what they call in politics, freezing pockets. Because the donors are giving her money thinking she's going to run. That means they're not going to have available money for other candidates if she doesn't. And I don't think she's going to give it to them. She's on her way. To deciding. We'll see. About deciding. We couldn't help her any more than we have. I know. You know what I mean? She's, she's got just a free ride so far from the media. We're the biggest ones promoting her campaign, so it better happen. Coming up on New Day, the rant. Now, I don't know what he was thinking. Anyway, if you don't know, CNN is not a neutral, objective news organization with high journalistic standards. They're leftist propagandists. You are fake news. Number six, Trump mocked a disabled man. In 2016, while running for president, Donald Trump ridiculed a reporter who had criticized him. Donald Trump made some ridiculous physical gestures as if to reinforce visually what he was trying to convey through his derisive tone and the context of his words. Here is the video. The Washington Post writes an article. And one of the paragraphs 
And talking about northern New Jersey draws the prober's eye. Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Ah, oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I had the, oh, maybe that's what I said. So the media immediately jumped on this. They revealed to the public that the reporter Trump was mocking was physically disabled. And therefore, it exposed that Trump was a vicious, cruel, heartless man who mocks disabled people. The problem, Trump did this kind of silly impression of a seizure all the time. This was something that he did as a way to ridicule people whose ideas he didn't like. In fact, he did it so much that somebody made a montage of all the times he's done this. They said, Senator Cruz, what do you think of waterboarding? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. You know, he didn't, he didn't want to talk about waterboarding. And they said to him, what do you think about ISIS? Oh, ISIS is very tough. And I'm saying, first of all, why is the general intelligence? When you see the president of the bank, I mentioned the word regulator. Oh, these guys come in, they run the banks. Now, here's why this particular fake news incident made it to number six on my list. This guy. This is Brandon Straka. He was a gay hairdresser in New York, an ardent Democrat, and a passionate Trump hater. He also happened to have total faith in CNN. When Straka complained on Facebook about how evil Trump is for making fun of a handicapped person, somebody sent Brandon the montage, and Brandon was floored. How could CNN lie to him? He didn't understand. Well, that incident sent Brandon down a rabbit hole that he never emerged from. He realized that CNN had lied to him about all sorts of things, and he started a political movement called the Walk Away Movement, and he's now a conservative political hero. So well done, CNN. Your fake news actually inspired an entire political movement against everything you stand for. You are fake news. Number five, a man died after ingesting hydroxychloroquine because Trump. Okay, now this one's so recent, I don't really have to go over it, but this is insane. So first, Trump mentions a promising treatment for coronavirus, some small hope in a dark time for some people, something that every president would do. But because it's Trump, the media goes insane again. <laughs> they basically decided that since Trump mentioned this particular drug, we have to hate it. Never mind that it might save lives. The fact that Trump talked about it means that we must prove that it doesn't work. So then the press got a lucky break. Some old couple self-medicated with hydroxychloroquine because Trump told them to, and the husband died because of it. The press finally had Trump. He'd killed someone. Trump's reckless endorsement of a drug that didn't work killed a man. But here's the problem. The couple didn't take hydroxychloroquine. They drank fish tank cleaner that had the word chloroquine printed on the bottle. And furthermore, it turned out that the wife was a strong Democrat, unlikely to have taken anything Trump had suggested. Even worse, she's now being investigated for possibly intentionally feeding her husband poison in order to murder him. What's even crazier is that the media didn't relent. Despite the Trump-promoted chloroquine death story totally falling apart, the New York Times then reported that Trump was making a profit from investments in hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> and that that was why he'd been endorsing it. This was, of course, more fake news, but it was picked up by left-wing media, and it was reported all over the place. Then, after that was proven to be completely false, they went ahead with another fake news story. Trump had said that drinking bleach would cure coronavirus, which was a total distortion of what he really said, which was basically 
poorly expressed enthusiasm over new medical technologies that might be used to treat coronavirus. The New York Daily News then falsely reported that people were drinking bleach specifically because Donald Trump told them to. And this was all on top of the fact that the coronavirus was never as deadly as the media hysteria had claimed. (laughs) The left has really gone crazy with the fake news since the outbreak of coronavirus. You are fake news. Number four, the Covington High School Boys. A disturbing viral video shows a mob of teens in Make America Great Again hats harassing a Native American elder in Washington. Let's let's make America great. Let's do that. The teenage students have sparked outrage on social media after they were filmed surrounding the men and mocking his singing and drumming on the day of the Indigenous Peoples March. Okay, we all know what happened here. This one speaks for itself. There's a kid in a MAGA hat, an Indian guy standing there playing a drum. The media cast the kid as the evil Trump-supporting bully and the old man as the noble savage. Nobly standing up to the evil Trump supporter, nobly. But as we all know, the kids were being ruthlessly harassed by crazy black Israelite guys. And then these random Indian dudes started harassing them too. And this kid just didn't know what to do. So he awkwardly stood there, awkwardly smiling. Smiling in a way that Trevor Noah claimed looked smug. And so even if he was the victim, it didn't matter because he looked smug. So he was wrong. A Native American man is playing his drum and these kids are around the guy and they're all jeering and he's got this smug look on his face. Everyone that sees that smug look wants to punch that kid. Look at that face, you want to punch that face. The kids came out and they were like, we, we were afraid. I'm like, get the f- out of here, man. We were, he's like, I was trying to defuse the situation. We were trying to defuse shit, man. The mega hats is also a thing that you have to acknowledge as people. Like, why do they think that I hold certain views? It's like, what, what do you mean? You know what the hat symbolizes. And then Savannah Guthrie tried to shame the poor boy by saying this. There's something aggressive about standing there. You would think that when these people are proved wrong without a shadow of a doubt that they'd back off. But no, they double down. Oh, oh wait, what, was that kid the victim? What? Well, let me see that video again. Well, maybe, maybe he was the victim. But I mean, look at the way he's standing there. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty aggressive, right? He's got that Trump hat on. The awkward smile. I mean, that stuff is terrifying. I mean, that Indian guy must have been afraid for his life. God, what is that kid, like 14? What a brave Indian. No pun intended. You are fake news. Number three, NBC Zimmerman tape. This is actually my favorite example of fake news because it is completely fake. And it led to some incredibly serious consequences. So in 2012, a 28-year-old George Zimmerman shot and killed 17-year-old Trayvon Martin after a physical confrontation. Immediately, the media portrayed this killing as racist. They portrayed the events as white man shoots unarmed black boy. Trayvon Martin was the innocent black victim and George Zimmerman was the evil white racist. In fact, to this very day, many people believe this because the media coverage was so extensive and it was so consistent. Innocent black boy, racist white man. And one of the key moments in this whole saga that set America ablaze was this recording, the 911 call guy looks like he's up to no good. He looks black. This 911 call was pretty devastating. It really looked like a racist white guy had specifically targeted a poor, innocent black boy because of his race. But this was not the actual 911 call at all. An NBC producer had selectively edited 
the 911 tape to make it sound like George Zimmerman had targeted Trayvon Martin because of his race. Here is the real 911 call. This guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. It's raining and he's just walking around looking about. Okay, and this guy, is he white, black, or Hispanic? He looks black. George Zimmerman did not think that Trayvon Martin looked suspicious because he was black. He wasn't even sure he was black. And Zimmerman didn't shoot Trayvon Martin without provocation. According to eyewitnesses, it turns out that Trayvon had jumped Zimmerman and was on top of him, relentlessly punching him in the face when Zimmerman shot him. And as it turns out, Zimmerman wasn't racist at all. He had mentored young black boys and he'd gone to prom with a black girl. And even worse, Zimmerman wasn't even white. He was a mixed-raced African-Peruvian-American. Just about everything about this story was fake news, but it didn't matter. The damage was done. Black Americans rioted across the country, but it didn't matter. The damage was done. Black Americans rioted across the country. Soon after that, in 2014, Michael Brown was shot by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. This ignited more riots and culminated in the emergence of the Black Lives Matter movement. The reaction was predicated on reporting that, again, the white cop was racist and Michael Brown was an innocent victim with his hands in the air, compliant, begging the officers, don't shoot. Again, this was all fake news. Hands up, don't shoot became the rallying cry of Black Lives Matter. But Brown never put his hands up. He never said, don't shoot. In reality, he had charged the officer, physically attacking him. Like George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, the officer had shot Michael Brown in self-defense. But again, none of that mattered. The media narrative had already been written, produced, and broadcast. Black men were innocent victims, and white men were evil racists. That fake news led to violent attacks against white people all over the country. To this day, there is animosity within black communities toward white people because of this fake news. The mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, they commonly declare that Donald Trump divides America. And perhaps that is the biggest fake news of all, because it's an accusation levied by those who truly do divide America. The left-wing fake news media. You are fake news. Number two, Jussie Smollett. Now, how did an effete homosexual land in the number two spot? He just perpetrated a little hoax about getting beat up. Well, the issue at hand is the sinister nature of this particular incident. Jussie Smollett's motivations are still unknown. Sympathy, more fame, hero status amongst the gay community or the black community or the left-wing Hollywood elite. Did he just hate Donald Trump? Did he just hate Trump supporters? Did he want to start a race war? Who knows? All that we know is that Jussie Smollett set out to be a victim. Being a victim, after all, is in vogue. <laughs> you know that being gay in America or being black in America can no longer really entitle one to claim victim status when a rich, famous, gay black man feels the need to stage an assault to try to get sympathy from America. The real issue here was the nature of the supposed perpetrators of the attack. Jesse Smollett, you see, was blaming straight white male Trump supporters. He said they were shouting ethnic and homophobic slurs before declaring, this is MAGA country, <laughs> which is something that no Trump supporter had ever said before Jussie Smollett made it up. Now, this is a pretty funny incident now, but had Jussie Smollett been remotely competent in staging a fake hate crime, things would be very different in MAGA country. We have to recognize that 
there is a racism problem in America. Many, many black Americans are racist, and they will lash out violently at white people just for being white. Suspect stated he wanted to kill white people, especially white officers. Police say three murder victims in Fresno, California today were also chosen at random. But they had one thing in common, they were white men. Fresno police say the shots came without warning. The suspect motivated by hate. Y'all racists grabbed the white devils. We will continue to bring destruction and wrath upon America. They go out and find a random white person who's running and kill him. The husband and wife being viciously attacked. Tell Fox 40 off camera all they did while taking out their trash in their own driveway was ask that group of teens to move along. In this surveillance video, a group of about a dozen teens jumped a man near the entrance to the Hilton Hotel in the DuPont Circle area of Washington, D.C. Police say Tyler had been driving a 2011 Buick Regal. Surveillance video from a nearby gas station showing the unidentified driver walking up to Tyler and clearly punching him in the face. With several witnesses standing by, Tyler falling to the ground. Much of the video too graphic to show as Tyler is seen at one moment trying to get up. But the punches continue along with what appear to be kicks. All of them walking away as police say Tyler died right there on the ground. This video WJZ obtained shows the brutal beating of a 59-year-old civilian Baltimore Police Department employee. The suspects surround him, two on scooters, one on foot, just before 6 Wednesday morning, then start hitting him, knocking him to the ground, and they don't let up. And then one of the suspects stomps on his head again and again. They eventually search his pockets, take his keys, and take off in his vehicle. Well, it seems hate crimes motivated by race may be on the rise here in the nation's capital. According to the Washington Times, which spoke to D.C. police, the majority of those victims were actually white. If you want to cultivate the land in South Africa, say these farmers, this is the sort of training you need. And people like Marley Swanepoel think they're being targeted because they're white. They were shot two times there, one day, one here, and the other one went in here. And it went out of the back of my neck. The attackers tried to take one final shot at Berdas Henrico's head, but the rifle jammed. I just, I can't get that out of my head because I believe if that shot went down, the next one was for me. If you look at violent interracial crime, black-white crime, there are about a million acts of violent black-white crime in a given year. And by violent, I mean rape, murder, uh, uh, robbery with aggravation, manslaughter. Uh, about 90% of that involves a black perpetrator and 90% involves a white victim. A group of four African-American men and women laugh as they strike the mentally challenged white victim. He's bound and gagged. They slice off his clothing and cut his hair until his scalp bleeds. In a new video of the assault, the young man is forced to drink out of a toilet. The victim, who is white, is also seen being kicked choked and cut. All of it streamed live on Facebook. The suspects are sisters Brittany and Tanisha Covington and their friends Jordan Hill and Tess Faye Cooper. According to police, they were actually texting the victim's parents during his roughly five-hour ordeal. And I kill all the white people in the movie. How great is that? 
A 58-year-old man in Chelsea was hit in the face while the suspect allegedly shouted anti-white comments. Police say the suspect also threw a brick at a young woman and hit another with a stick. 33-year-old Todd Lyons is now facing hate crime and assault charges. Scott is accused in the first and fifth murders, suspected in the three others, all white men in their 50s and 60s. As a student at Center Alternative School, among other things, saying he wanted to kill all white people. And the one idea is how we are going to exterminate white people, because that, in my estimation, is the only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off of the face of the planet to solve this problem. Now, I don't care whether you clap or not, but I'm saying to you that we need to solve this problem. So we have to just set up our own system and stop playing and get very serious and not be diverted from coming up with a solution to the problem. And the problem on the planet is white people. This is a serious problem in America, and I've mentioned it many times on the show. We have to confront the ugly truth that there is an epidemic of black racism against white America. And we have to find a way to treat this problem. The statistics are mind-boggling. Black men murder white people over double the other way around, and yet they're 12% of the population. When it comes to rape, interracial rape between black people and white people, it's almost exclusively black men raping white women. And you can go down the line with every violent interracial crime. Blacks are the perpetrators like 90% of the time. People like to dismiss these statistics. They'll say that, well, the only people to bring these things up are racists who hate black people. Well, I'm not a racist and I do not hate black people. But these are real statistics. They're shocking. And it exposes a major problem that needs to be addressed in America. The problem of black racism against white people. And so when a prominent TV star, popular with the black community, is assaulted by two white men in MAGA hats, that sort of thing can cause riots. It can cause violent assaults. It causes murders. But Jussie Smollett clearly didn't care about any of that. He just wanted to be a glorious victim. And the crazy thing is that the left-wing media, knowing from the beginning that the police covering the case in Chicago believed that this was a hoax, knowing that, they still treated the case seriously. It feels like if I had said it was a Muslim or a Mexican or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more, a lot more. And that says a lot about the place that we are in our country right now. The fact that we have these fear mongrels, these people that are trying to separate us, it's just not okay. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you were targeted? I can just assume, I mean, I come really, really hard against 45. I come really, really hard against his administration. If the attackers are never found, how will you be able to heal? Um, I don't know. Let's just hope that they are. Like, let's, let's not go there yet. Let's, um... <laughs> I was talking to a friend and I said, I just want them to find them. And she said, sweetie, they're not going to find them. And that just made me so angry because so I'm just going to be left here with this so they get to go free and go about their life and possibly attack someone else. And I'm here to left with the, left with the aftermath of this bull. That's not cool to me. I still want to believe 
with everything that has happened that there's something called justice. Because if I stop believing that, then what's it all for? Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank you. Celebrities came out on Twitter in force condemning evil Trump supporters and evil white racists in America. Ellen Page famously lectured America on Stephen Colbert's late night show with all the shrill, righteous indignation of a true social justice warrior. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. This isn't a debate. I agree. I agree. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? Kids are going to be abused and they're going to kill themselves. And people are going to be beaten on the street. This needs to stop. Of course, we all know what really happened. But how could the American news media, desperate for the public trust, just ignore that this was such an obvious, ridiculous hoax? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that they had some small hope that this was true and that even if it were a hoax, that Jussie Smollett would pull it off. And maybe, just maybe, they could get Trump voted out of office in 2020. Thankfully, despite their best efforts to the contrary, the hoax failed. You are fake news. Number one, Russian collusion. All right, this one was obvious. It's not the most interesting or exciting fake news to end on, but it was the fake news that was necessary to end on. It was the biggest, most sinister, fakest of all the fake news stories ever. With that, I want to play two videos. This is a CNN producer admitting that the Russian story was fake news. Why is CNN constantly like, Russia this, Russia that? Because it's ratings. Because it's ratings? Our ratings are incredible right now. You think the whole Russia it's just like bullshit. Could be bullshit. I mean, we, it's mostly bullshit right now. Like, we don't have any big giant proof. So I think the president is probably right to say, like, look, you are witch hunting me. Like, you have no smoking gun. You have no real proof. And this is CNN's Van Jones also admitting that the Russian collusion story was fake news. Well, the Russia thing is just a big nothing burger. Really? You don't think that, uh... The Russian collusion story crumbled before the eyes of the nation when Robert Mueller, the man who was supposed to take Trump down, exonerated Donald Trump completely. And now it's time to investigate the perpetrators of this unbelievable sham. Because this was not just fake news. This was an attempted coup d'etat. And those who try to subvert our democracy will, we hope, soon be held accountable for their betrayal of America. And here's the last and perhaps most important point I want to make with this video. Comey, Strzok, McCabe, and everyone else who was involved in this attempt to undermine our democracy, none of this would have worked at all if it weren't for the fake news media helping them along, pushing them even further toward their sinister goals. And the same goes for every story on this list. Trump was right. The left-wing fake news media is the enemy of the people. Well, that's it for me. And remember... It's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that isn't so. Good night. Together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. God bless you and thank you.